Hello, and welcome to the Allies Podcast, where we sit down and talk about how we approach combating human trafficking in our city and why we think healthy relationships and empowered leadership are the keys to it all. This episode talks about human trafficking and shares details that are for mature audiences. Please be advised. Jess, how have you been since last time we recorded? Good. I got to, I was trying to decide this morning. I got to go to the zoo yesterday without my boys. We took some mentees to the zoo. Yeah. It was awesome. We had this incredible, like behind the scenes, you know, opportunity. The lady at the oceans exhibit, Sally, shout out to Sally. She's incredible. She gave us this <laughs> tour because our mentees, one of them was interested in, and you know, a job with animals and fish and things. But I'm trying to decide if I'm going to tell my sons that I was there because they'll be really, really jealous. Mm -hmm. But it was actually really nice to go to the zoo without kids. It's really fun. I love the zoo. Yeah, me too. I'm so glad you got to go. You were telling me before we started recording about just some of the things that some of our mentees were saying. Do you want to share? Because that made me so happy. Oh, just that it was like a once in a lifetime opportunity. And they felt like... When, when the lady was like, what, do you want to go behind the scenes? And she was like, oh my gosh, yes, I want to go behind the scenes. So yeah. it felt very fancy. And it really was like a really cool opportunity that not everyone gets to do. And so it was really special. That's so special. And it was the Indianapolis Zoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. that's so- Well, today we're super excited because we have a dear friend with us on the podcast. Mandy Long is here joining us. And Mandy has been a friend of allies for years for, I think we just said, what, five years? Five years. She started as a mentor and has continued to stick around as a board member and volunteer and master encourager of all of the people. Mm -hmm. Um, We love Mandy so much. And so we wanted you to come join us today to talk about your experience, share about you know, your journey being a part of allies and how it's impacted you personally and and all of that. So first you want to share a little bit about how you got connected to us and how you got started engaging with allies. Yes. Thank you. And I also have to say, you guys know this already, but this is like only second to my wedding day of the most exciting day of my life. Oh my goodness. I am a podcast junkie. I listen to podcasts all the time and I am like in my bathroom every day, like how can I get on a podcast? <laughs> well, here I am. Encourage allies to start one, and then you're one of our number one guests. Right. Yeah. yeah. When they say, I think we're thinking about a podcast, just be like, oh, go all in. Do it. <laughs> do you, do you want to share maybe one of your favorite podcasts right now? Well, one of my favorite podcasts is Ending Human Trafficking. Um, oh. Yeah. And they have, I, I tell you what, though, it's, they go really deep with the data. And I mean, it, it's a lot to listen to. It's not, it's not super conversational like this. It's just very different. But I still love it because I learn a lot. That's a good information. They go really deep and wide. Yeah. With data. So oh, yeah. Maybe like we'll that. link that in the show notes too. Yeah. It's a good resource. Yeah. But back to, you know, how I kind of, I got connected with allies and, you know, what kind of led me here is is that I was going through my own healing journey and I was thinking I was kind of, you know, getting to that place where I was like, okay, it's time for me to give back or figure out mm. a way to maybe help in some way. I, I 
had no idea what that looked like. I was already working with another organization and doing like really cool stuff in schools, like teaching kindergartners about body safety. Mm. And I'm a facilitator for Darkness to Light, which is yeah. a organization that teaches adults about sexual abuse, what it is and what it you know really isn't. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't exactly what I was looking for. I really kind of wanted like a one-to-one thing. And I, I, again, I just didn't have any idea what that looked like. And then I found allies and the mentorship program. Mm. And I came here to this location mm-hmm. for the interview. And I had no, I just had no idea what this was going to look like mm-hmm. at all. Like, yeah. n- n- but when I did the interview with the team it was, it seemed like a really good fit. And you guys chose me and let me become a mentor, you know, encouraged me, went to the training, the training again, that was it, that was really when I under, began to un, really understand kind of mm-hmm. what this is going to look like. Yeah. Um, I will say, yeah. I, I'm going to interject because I remember your interview. And I remember as soon as you walked out the door, we all looked at each other and we're like, we have to have her as part of what we're doing. Like, we all were like, she's incredible. So oh. it was a great day for us, too. That's so sweet. I love that. Yeah. So I I felt the same. When I left, I was like, I this is. I think this is the right fit. And when I went to the training, I was like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I was in the training with Amanda. Oh, Sparks. Yeah. Or, yeah. Who's on staff with us now. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. That's so awesome. Yeah. And we're both, you know, from kind of the South side. So there, it was really just kind of this nice connection and mm-hmm. it was a great day. A couple days, if I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you started your journey in mentoring and tell us what that has been like. Oh my gosh. I, you guys know I'm going to cry about I'm Do gonna, it. I'm gonna, definitely going to cry at some point <laughs> this during this conversation. So good. Yeah. <laughs> because right away I always get like, oh, all the feels about the, the mentoring. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I got matched with my first mentee. She was in um, a facility at that time, a locked facility. I got to meet her. I had no idea what to do with her. I mean... I I mean, I knew from training, you know, things not to do and, you know, but in the very beginning, there was just that feeling of like, I'm not sure what to do here, but with, you know, the, you know, having coaches, having the training, having the resources, I was able to figure out some things to do. And she was so appreciative too of just like small things, just like, Mm -hmm. let's go to breakfast, just come, you know, getting out of the facility, Mm -hmm. you know, and we did really simple fun things. Like one of our favorite things to do was go to the park, like sit on a park picnic table. And we had this canvas that I got and we would each color half the canvas. And I have that in my office now. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's like half her, half Uh me. And then I'll add a little bit to the story and say there was a dark time of our relationship where she was on the run. I didn't always know where she was. And mm. during that time I was really struggling and I filled some of the spots in with black mm. because I felt really dark on the canvas. Wow. Yeah. On the mm-hmm. canvas. So I have that as a reminder too, though, but with all the other pieces of the bright spots, mm. it's just kind of an interesting room. And some of it's honestly not even done. Some of it's just undone. It's so, also, yeah, too. it's also, yeah. yeah, because we're still we're still connected, going yeah. strong. We just had them, her, her boyfriend, and her baby to our house Sunday for lunch. Oh, and wow. My husband and I. And That's it was awesome. So special. It was awesome. And we keep her baby often, like every few weeks for her for on the weekend so that she and her boyfriend can just have time for themselves to kind of, you know, reset, relax, mm-hmm. maybe do things they can't do when they're so busy with parenting, you know, trying to parent, trying to find resources to live, mm-hmm. um, just trying to work and do the things that they can do with mm-hmm you know, 
where they are mm-hmm. in life. I love so. that you've stuck with her through the years, through the highs and lows. Oh my gosh. And, and it, oh my gosh. you know, yeah. it's special for you to be able to keep the baby, but also, you know, what a great, I don't know. I don't want to say resource. That sounds too sterile, but what a great, you know, support that is for her to have somebody like you. Yeah. Still. And I think that's an interesting piece of the mentorship relationship, right? Is finding that kind of ground of, I'm not a, I'm not a resource, but mm-hmm. I'm supportive. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not equipped, you know, to necessarily be like uh, somewhere you can live or, or mm-hmm. someone that you constantly reach out to for resources. It's not my space, but I can help you find those, yeah. you know, and, but still also be supportive and let them know, you know, let her know and her family know, like I'm here, I can help up to my boundaries mm-hmm. and where it's appropriate and, yeah. you know, where it feels still feels like a relationship and not like I'm your case manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a very unique, a unique posture to be in. Absolutely. I'm so glad you mentioned that with boundaries and everything because, you know, five years ago, if you were told, you know, in five years, your mentee will have a baby and you will be, you know, helping with the baby on the weekends and all these things, you might have probably been like, whoa, wait, what? Five years from now, we're still going to be in relationship and that's what it's going to look like. And I have the pleasure of, since I'm community engagement manager, is going out and meeting new people. And they always ask, you know, what is the commitment level going to look like? And we do have guidelines, especially within that first year. But I think what's really beautiful about what you said is, you know, you're, this is longevity. This is year five where you're walking with her. And so that looks different as all deep and long relationships do as you walk together, it morphs and it changes. Yeah. And you know, it's actually kind of interesting because I can see that in the two relationships I have, because I'm the, the first, my first mentee ended up moving far, far away. And so I wasn't able to mentor her as well. So we ended that match, so to speak. I would still talk to her here and there when I was able, but, you know, I couldn't get close to her, you know, on a normal, you know, regular basis or anything. Mm-hmm. So I started mentoring another young woman and, um, I'm, so that's, four, that's, we're four years in with, I'm four years in with her and she's like, she's incredible. Literally <laughs> one of my most favorite humans I've ever met in oh, my life. I love that. Even, and Jess, like, can vouch for yes, that. Like, she's yes. incredible. And our relationship has evolved a little bit differently because, like, she went to college, you know, and she's working and she has a boyfriend and she has her own place now. And we're not as entwined, honestly. Like, it's just a little bit – I mean, I'm still there. I'm still – you know, she knows I'm there. She knows she can call me. And I've met her just, like, on a random evening because she texts me and be like, I'm really struggling. I just need to talk. Just, like, let's go get burgers and chat. Oh. And, you know, but it's very different from the other match. It's Mm -hmm. that match. I'm a lot more like she texts me daily about something that she could Google herself, which (laughs) sometimes I'm like, I'm busy Google it. And sometimes I'm like, okay, let me look. I have to Google it too. But, you know, it's just very different. Right. And then I don't know if everyone knows, you know, most people wouldn't know this part of the story, but the two of them were foster sisters. Oh, in the wow. same foster home, in that far away foster home. And the second one came back to the Indy area, and that's how I got her as a match. So not only do I get to mentor them separately, we get together as a threesome, and they get to see each other, you know, from when they're foster sister days. Wow. And it's so special. So amazing. Like, it is 
seriously one of the most amazing things that's ever happened. I just got chills literally in my life. Hair on my arm is standing up. I love that. I know. I'm looking over at you, Jess, and I'm like, I think she's getting a little emotional over there. I can tell when she gets done, I just look away from her. I love it. Yeah. And so I did want to share, we talked about, you know, talking about this on the podcast prior and you said it would be okay if we asked. So, but you've shared openly that you are a survivor yourself as someone who can identify with the girls of the allies program. What have you seen within the program that is beneficial to survivors? Well, you know, I, I was thinking about this and I've actually, I wrote, um, a blog post about this mm-hmm. at one point that I read a book, Girls Like Us, I'm pretty sure it's the title. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I listened to it actually. And I did a book club on it and it was awesome. It was so awesome. It was with Allies. Yeah. We did, did, a did the book club on it. Yeah. yeah. It's by Rachel Lloyd. Rachel um, Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. It's a great yeah. book. And I had kind of had this feeling during my mentorship with my first mentee. Um, and, and I, it, 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 that this feeling grew. I don't, have the same experience as the girls that we mentor. Mm-hmm. I was trafficked as a very young child mm-hmm. from the ages of seven to nine. And it's a very different experience mm-hmm. than let's say in a hypothetical scenario, being a runaway perhaps, mm-hmm. and, you know, ending up being recruited by a pimp mm-hmm. and, you know, getting into the life mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. It's just a very, very different experience because right. at no point in time is somebody going to look at me and say, well, you made a choice because I was seven, you right. know, but someone is going to look at the girls possibly that we mentor and say, you made a choice, yeah. which is an uneducated response. Mm-hmm. Right. And I have become kind of that advocate or just that voice of being able to help others understand Mm -hmm. like this is not a choice. Right. Even my own husband just in not understanding, you know, has shown frustration, frustration, like say during the time that my first mentee was on the run back in the life, you know, well, you know, she's making a choice and, you know, I'm educating him that this is not a choice. This is, this is returning to a comfort zone that is only comfortable because of not understanding your own self-love mm-hmm. or self-needs. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, it's hard for me maybe to put that piece into words, but it's not a choice. think also the other piece of this puzzle that I talk to the girls I mentor about a lot is shame, mm. right? And overcoming that. And I think that when you can talk about that openly and help them understand, like, so I think what's bringing me to this point of the discussion is People sometimes say to me, why do you share your story so openly of being a survivor of childhood mm-hmm. human trafficking? And I say, because it's not my shame to carry. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's not absolutely on me, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel the same about the, 
the all of the girls and young women that we mentor within Allies, myself and, and all the other amazing mentors, because we have to kind of help them out of that mm-hmm. in some way. And we have to help them understand, like, this is not your shame to carry. This is not on you. And I think we can tell them that, right? Mm -hmm. But I think another way that we do that really well within this program is we show up for them. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, Mm -hmm. modeling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being able to help them come out of that, I think, can be really impactful. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know... Kind of to to summarize that in some way, you know, I share because I think that it helps take the shame out of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to want educate others to help the girls that we and young women that we help hopefully adopt that mindset Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's not my shame to carry. I don't have to. It's not. It shouldn't be my secret. It shouldn't be my secret to burden. Mm -hmm. It should be someone else's shame to own up to. It should be someone else's not secret. I don't Secrets aren't good, but it should be someone else's problem Mm -hmm. to fix. Not mine. My problem to fix is someone hurt me. Probably someone I knew, loved, and know, love, and trust, mm-hmm. and I have to heal from that, mm-hmm. you know. So I think there's just been there. This is so to me. This is just like so wide and deep in terms of how I look at it, how I feel about it, how I see it, and being a part of it here is a way that I can speak to that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, help someone. Hopefully, mm-hmm. and I hope really, really importantly, educate others right on it. So that's what. That's what has really been important to me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there is a piece too, and maybe you can speak to this, you know, from your experience, but I think it's a really unique role for us to intersect when we're not, uh, when we're looking forward, we're not talking about their trauma. We're not really part of the, the therapeutic process of dealing with their trauma. Mm -hmm. The way that we're helping them is in moving forward in the healing process, not the looking back, but the moving forward. And that's a really unique space to be in too. Mm -hmm. Equally as healing, but in a different way. Oh, I agree completely. And I think that, you know, each of us mentors do this in our own way. But for me, being a survivor and learning a little later in my life that that's this is what occurred to me, this mm-hmm. human trafficking piece of the puzzle. When I went to a therapist about this, one of the things that my therapist taught me was, you do not have to have your story corroborated by anyone. Mm-hmm. No one has to agree with mm-hmm. any, you know, you know what happened. Right. What's important is that you heal from what you know what happened. Two, you don't have to tell all these details to anyone right. ever. That's not a requirement to sharing your story and being heard and being, you know, validated. And so I have never and would never ask the girls that, that I mentor, you know, well, what happened? Right. You know, that's not not how we do things here in the mentorship program. That would be completely not appropriate and not helpful. Most importantly, Mm -hmm. not helpful to Mm -hmm. them. They may never, ever talk about anything that ever happened to them. And that's totally fine. The most important thing I have found and have lived by throughout my mentorship relationships is with the girls is being consistent 
always, always showing up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be in, in unconditional, unconditional love and support. Right. That does not mean unconditional approval of yes. what every uh-huh. decision they make or unconditional, you know, some giving or, you mm-hmm. know, th- that kind of thing, but just unconditional support and love. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Sometimes it surprises the heck out of me that <laughs> I pulled this off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here's why. I grew up in a household, God love my parents, but you know, it's a generational thing Uh where you do the right thing, right? You get rewarded. Mm -hmm. You do the wrong thing or we make the wrong choice. You don't. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I have sort of had that same philosophy at times, you know, well, okay, well, they, you know, with this, for example, my stepchildren, you know, well, well, they didn't make the right choice. So they're not getting this reward, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and to learn through this process to remove that. I, I mean, to be honest with you, I do that in all my relationships a lot now, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect because sure. I'm not, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, but I definitely learned that because of this program, mm-hmm. because the, the these amazing women, girls and women that we get to help, they do not have the, they don't have the resources to make the right choice all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. They, you know, when we talk about like, so when we, when we talk about the relationship aspect Mm -hmm. and we talk about what was injured through relationship or hurt, the relationship has to be healed through relationship. Here's what I think about. I had a lot of pain, but I also had grandparents, Mm -hmm. my grandparents who were like my mentors. They were my mentors. They were my man, my me, Mm -hmm. the girls that we help, they don't have that. Most of them, truthfully, they don't have that. And so they didn't have that organic opportunity to have that person just installed in their life naturally Mm -hmm. to say, you know, like. I love you no matter what. I support you no matter what. I'm here for you. I'm a, you know, I, I'm here to help you. I'm here to support you unconditionally. There's mm-hmm. grace. No grace. That's right. Yeah. They didn't have that grace. Mm-hmm. And we're able to give that to them. Yeah. And it's really kind of interesting because when you, for me at least, when I first started, I wasn't thinking about it that way, right? right? I was like, I'm just going to go take her to breakfast. We're going to color on our canvas. We're going to enjoy time together. We're going to talk about girl stuff. I love your nails. I, yeah. you know, where do you, you know, what do you like to eat? You know, what's your favorite color? You know, which is um, still part of it. It is, yeah. uh-huh. but you're not realizing there's going to come a point in that relationship. If you're consistent, unconditional, open, willing, giving grace to yourself and them that you're going to build this relationship. That's like precious. Mm, yeah. Precious. Right. And changes you just oh, like it's changing. My gosh. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And it has changed so many things in my life. So many. And I love, it. I love that point about unconditional love versus conditional. And I think that is something that is so special And in my time with allies that I've learned from being on staff of how important that unconditional love is and to get to see so many matches that are walking in that every day, every season is really, like you said, it's a precious thing. Absolutely.
So I, I've just been so excited to be here today and I've listened to the podcast already like twice. <laughs> Number one fan. I love it. And I kind of was thinking about, you know, some of the episodes and kind of tying some thoughts or, or ideas together based on, on those. And one thing I wanted to say was when you had Jamie on, you guys were talking about how someone air quotes, someone had Mm -hmm. said that I'm here. I'm not paid to be here. I'm not part of the staff that, you know, that's working on your case. I'm not, you know, I'm not connected to the, to the state or, you know, to the system. Mm -hmm. And that was me. That was me that said that. (laughs) That was you. I couldn't remember who it was. (laughs) That was me. That's awesome. And you guys, it was my first match and you all know her. (laughs) And when I told her that, I wish I could have her face like in a frame of what it looked like. Yeah. It was like complete and utter shock. Right. And I will tell you that everything changed up at that point. Wow. When I let her know, like, I made a choice to be here for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting paid. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. That is my whole thing. I volunteer to do this and I want to do it. I want to be here for you. Mm-hmm. I will walk beside you. I will cry with you. I will laugh with you. I will eat with you. I will, you know, be here um, always. Mm-hmm. And I have never gone back on that. I have went places to pick her up that most people probably would never, ever <laughs> drive. <laughs> <laughs> which, or, which, or to imagine they were. <laughs> but allies does not require that of you, no. right? No. You decided to, okay, no. I just know that we might have some potential mentors listening to this. No. I don't want them to think, it's not you a know. requirement. It's a, it's, it's that thing that you all, you know, everybody makes that gut decision on in the moment of like, <laughs> oh, I'm coming to get you. Audrey would tell me no, but I'm going to just go to ahead and do it. I'm not calling anyone right now. I'll Which we're also not... Yeah, we're not. I'll call you later. Yeah. Also, my comfort level with stuff like that might be a little higher than others just because of my particular background. Right, right, But yeah, I, I mean, it's been, you know, it definitely made a difference, I think, in how I was perceived mm-hmm. and, and accepted yeah, by right. her. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that I was thinking a lot about, in fact, I listened to the episode on my way over here this morning was Jade's story Mm. and that piece of the puzzle that we're constantly talking about of what does this really look like? Mm -hmm. And Jade's story is so spot on. Mm -hmm. And, And I think about it a lot and I talk about it a lot when I talk to people who don't know a lot about Trafficking, which is everyone. I feel like <laughs> a lot of people. Including myself, sometimes when I listen to the ending human trafficking podcast, I'm like, I have no idea that was a thing. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we're all learning all the time. Yeah. It's all, you know, to me, it's evol- it's constantly evolving. It's it's a constant learning process and applying that to what we're doing here, what we do within our relationships with the mentees. But I, I just kinda wanted to, I think, retouch on the reality that, you know, for example, just using myself first as an example, you know, I was trafficked as a child, but I was not locked in a room somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I was just taken from place to place and I wasn't always afraid. It wasn't a situation where if I could have gotten away from my trafficker and like ran up to someone in a restaurant and screamed at them, like, yeah. help me, uh-huh. that wasn't. That's not how it would have looked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. usually not black and white like that. It's so gray. 
Yes. It's so great. Yes, mm-hmm. it's so great. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just such an important piece of this. Even, you know, as mentors come on board, mm-hmm. as we talk about programs, as you all, you know, re, you know, always having that reality of, of what it is. And I know we all do, but just sharing it out to the world yeah. mm-hmm. of this could literally be your neighbor mm-hmm. who looks completely normal. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't suggest going over and asking that, but <laughs> I mean, but it, you know, it's just not what we, it's not what the media would portray it. And the other piece of the, that, that reality is when we see, you know, something else I was thinking about in this vein, when we see on the news, like 23 people rescued from a human trafficking ring, mm-hmm. right? And people probably are cheering and like, yes, it's over for them, but it's not. Mm, right. It's just started. Yeah. A new chapter has started. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because they have experienced so much trauma mm-hmm. in that time that they haven't processed and they've shut themselves down to survive through that. Mm-hmm. And now eventually they're going to come back awake and start filling that trauma and start trying to process that. And they're going to do things that are, you know, and this is why we see this, right? Drug addiction, alcohol addiction, Mm -hmm. self-harm, all these things that come from, I had this trauma. I was shut down for a long time. Now I'm not in the same trauma situation, but my Mm -hmm. trauma response is still there and I'm trying to figure out what to do with myself. And I don't know if I can handle this. So I'm just going to numb it out. And Mm -hmm. they're probably in a new environment that's unfamiliar with people who are unfamiliar. Exactly. Routine that's different. Nothing is familiar. That's scary in and of itself, let alone processing all that's happened to you. Exactly. So what you're referring to is they would probably land in something like a locked facility or a foster home or some, or maybe back home, but back home doesn't understand what's occurred. So I think something to consider for our listening audience for, you know, all the, the people in our world that we're, that we're reaching out to is that that's part of where we fill the gap. Mm-hmm. That's where allies fills the gap. That's yeah. where mentors fill the gap mm-hmm. because we've been trauma informed train. We, we've, you know, we have coaching, we have a lot of resources ourselves to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really where we kind of plug in. We're helping navigate in that really uncertain, scary time and be like a constant for them. Yes, that. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for doing that for your young ladies. Mm-hmm. It's the honor of my life. Literally. Mm-hmm. That was such an incredible conversation. Thank you, Mandy, so much for being here. And actually what's funny is we stopped recording and then we sat here for another like hour and talked and had such an incredible conversation. So we'll have to have you back for a part two. That was really great. It was so good. We end every podcast by asking what has been inspiring you lately. So I'll go first. I mean, we sat here and talked for an hour And man, I just think Mandy is the best. Mandy, I just think you're the best. I hope you know that. (laughs) And I am so inspired after this conversation of just some things in my life that Mandy just was able to speak into. And it, man, I am inspired. Like I'm ready to go. And knowing that 
I have both of these women in my corner. I'm feeling really good after this podcast recording, Jess. That's so great. That's so great. I when, I when I was thinking about what I was going to share today about what's inspiring me, it's kind of similar because we are in a just logistically tricky season of life with two small kids and we don't have a lot of margin. It feels really hard to do anything extra. And at church, our the new small groups are starting in the fall. And it was kind of like, you know, sign up for the new small groups. And Trevor and I went back and forth about, are we going to be able to do it logistically, like with childcare and the timing and dinner and soccer and everything. And last Sunday at church, my friend was like, listen, I know you need this. I know you want this. Mm-hmm. We know it's important. And so we're going to make it happen. We're going to find a babysitter. We're get, The church is going to pay for a babysitter. Wow. And we're going to help get you to a small group because we know it's going to fill you up and help you be a better person and a better leader and a better woman. And I just was so blessed by that, but also inspired that they would want to go out of their way to make sure that we're cared for. And that was really inspiring to me. Mm, that's so special. So what is inspiring me right inspiring me right now is collaboration of any kind. I've been working at home for two and a half years by myself and certainly, you know, some collaboration on, you know, like a video call, but in-person collaboration where you can see each other eye to eye and have a great discussion. That is what's inspiring me. Hey, Caitlin here. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And if you were inspired by today's podcast and all the work being done through Allies Mentorship Program, you can support this work through donating. You can donate on our website. There is a link in the show notes to donate, or you can visit our website at allies-inc.org slash donate. Again, that's allies-inc.org slash donate. And thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for joining us for the Allies podcast. We hope you left inspired and empowered to take action. I'm Jess. And I'm Caitlin. See See you next time. time.